0: Hey man can you hear me hey, can you, yeah there
1: you go sorry about that
0: <laughs> uh first of all thanks a lot for being here that's the big yeah. pleasure for me
1: yeah my pleasure man
0: so how's quarantine going so far for you you're in dallas right
1: yeah i'm in dallas um it's all right really i mean you know the studios for the most part is shut down we're, we're doing i'm doing a little bit of mixing and mastering for some people that send me stuff but for the most part you know, spending lots of time at homes, so, but, it, you know, which has its good and bad things, I mean, not making any money, but it's also kind of nice, have <laughs> some free time.
0: So, I'm going to start this interview with your curiosity. Okay. I saw in your personal Facebook profile that you studied jazz yes in the University of North Texas. How was that? Have you graduated?
1: I did, yeah, that was, that was what my degree was in. Um... Yeah, University of North Texas is a world renowned music school, so it's a really good school.
0: Cool. And how was your music education?
1: Well, I grew up, um, my entire family's musicians. You know, so it was my, both my parents are musicians and they're both classical musicians. And, you know, it was just, that was my entire world growing up. So that was kind of all I knew. So I went to, went to college to get a music degree. Um, got a performance degree in jazz. And you know, it's just, that's kind of been my entire life (laughs) has been music. So
0: That's nice. And at which point you decided to switch to heavy, doom, noisy music from jazz to stoner?
1: Well, yeah, it's funny because going to college, I, you know, my focus was to be a a jazz musician and my plan was to leave North Texas, and go to New York, and you know, trying to be a jazz musician. But as I was at, in college, I met, you know, a lot of different kinds of people, and was exposed to lots of different kinds of music, and uh, like things I hadn't really listened to before. And that's kind of where I first started hearing heavier music from some friends that I hung out with. Um, this was in the late eighties, you know, and there was, and so I had some friends that turned me on to a lot of like eighties hardcore and punk, and then you know, which led me to discovering bands like Slayer and Metallica and then you know and then a little bit later like Helmet was a big influence and you know things like that and the, the intensity of, of the heavy music was one of the things that really drew me in you know and, and it's the same with jazz you know it's to me it's like a it's it's very emotional and about intense and being you know very much in the moment and that was you know so to me it didn't seem like a whole it, it wasn't a big jump for me to go from from a, liking jazz and liking heavier music i kind of wanted to incorporate aspects of both and uh it was like late late 90s when i you know discovered fu manchu and kaios and sleep and things like that and that really became something i really you know was drawn to mostly because of the blues foundation of it melodically which was something i've always been drawn to my entire life or some music that's essentially based in a blues melodic you know world and so the Stoner doom thing was kind of the best of all worlds to me I really liked
0: how is musical scene in Dallas and do you believe it's influenced you as a musician in some way
1: I think it has you know it's it's changed a lot over the years like when I first got here in the late 80s the music scene in Dallas was was really really good and rich and vibrant and I, it, it's sort of become real sort of trend oriented in the last, I don't know, a couple of decades, which, which isn't so great for what we're doing. And, you know, the scene for our like support for our kind of music is not as good here as it is, you know, in other places, unfortunately, I mean, there is there's a small scene that is really, really great. Like, there's a handful of really good bands locally doing similar stuff to us, you know, our stoner kind of stuff, but it's just not, the support isn't quite as good as one would hope. But, you know, Texas in general is actually a really, really great scene. Yeah, you know, especially Austin and and you know I think Houston and San Antonio also have pretty strong scenes, but Dallas is just kind of a weird, fickle town. You know, Fort Worth actually, which is you know a big city right next to us, yes, for whatever reason, it seems a little bit more supportive of heavy music than than Dallas is.
0: And at which point you you started FAT? I believe you started in two thousand three, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, we started first jamming and yeah it was like 2003 I think and uh me and Tim and Michael it was really a very casual very part-time thing early on like we would jam every couple of months maybe (laughs) you know and uh it slowly kind of turned into something more serious but like that first album the gathering dark that was done over the course of a few years of you know like I think we did four songs the first time we went in the studio and and then it was just like piecemeal. After that, like as as we'd write new songs, we'd record them, and you know, and then especially like when that when we put that album out and started getting some good reviews and and things like that, that's when we started getting more serious in terms of playing more and trying to get more gigs and stuff. But it was it was very very part time at first, and has kind of built over the years into what it is.
0: Um. Uh... Uh, at which point you guys decided to create the the Woe Fest. I know you guys have a festival. How did you guys come up with the idea, and how was that to make this work?
1: Uh, you mean the the Woe Fest?
0: Yeah, uh, the WoFest.
1: Yeah, that actually wasn't our idea. That was uh, uh, Anthony Blaney in in Australia. We uh, we went to Australia last a year ago in June, and uh, Anthony had the idea of like, hey, let's make a make a festival. And so he he was just invented, invented that, and we. Played it with you know as part of our tour and had a great time down there, and uh, he's decided to keep keep it going every year. So that actually, you know, it, even though it has our name is actually Anthony Blaney's. Anthony's with Your Mate Bookings and he's he's does uh, brings a lot of bands down to Australia to do tours. Great guy, um, but yeah, that's his thing. So
0: yeah, got it. <laughs> cool, interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, read. you guys produce your music and albums at home since you have a studio. I believe you're a music engineer, too. Are you guys working on a new, on a new album right now?
1: We are, yeah. We actually have um, five songs in various stages of being recorded. Um, some are closer to being finished than others. And then I guess we're probably going to have maybe two more songs on top of that cause I'm working on a, another song right now that I'm still writing. and. A second song that has sort of been, you know, in the back of my mind for a while that was kind of based on a, some jams that we did in the studio a while back. So probably we'll end up with like seven songs, which, you know, for us is, is quite a bit because the songs are generally pretty long. So uh, so the plan, I mean, the hope right now is that maybe over the summer we'll be able to finish up all the recording. And I would hope that it will be released maybe early 2021. Cool.
0: Uh, I expect we're no, no longer in quarantine when that
1: comes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's
0: hope <laughs> that. Yeah, that's sucks. Anyway, uh, I got do kind of a, a cliche question, but he usually has like some funny answers. So usually do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what's the crazy story, story you guys leave it on tour? Doesn't need to be only one, of course. Like a very funny one that you think it's worth to mention. <laughs>
1: um. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're pretty chilled bands, so we don't have a lot of crazy stuff that happens to us. Um, Let me think for a second. That's a tough question, actually. We do have a a, a guy that he's a big fan of ours that we've known since we played, was it Doom in June, I think in like 2011, which was in Las Vegas, and we actually met him there for the first time. And then since then, he's, he lives in California and he has come to see us like, all over the world basically. But there was one time we played a festival and uh, he decided he was going to surprise us. And so he flew in from California and showed up in, in a, in a uh, costume, basically. He looked like Brant Bjork. And this is a guy who has his hair, his hair his completely shaved almost. So he showed up with, you know, fake mustache, big wig on sunglasses and thought he would, you know, trick us and like we wouldn't realize it was him but it was we all, of course immediately <laughs> <That's him. laughs> but i mean that's not the, that's not like i said we don't have a lot of crazy stuff that happens to us because we're all pretty guys so the first time that we were in paris uh we played at this place called uh le combustible which was a cool little club that was you would get really packed and just super crowded and really really hot which you know made the Les combustible name seem very appropriate but anyway, so it was in this. It was on the ground floor of this this building that had apartments up above it. And uh, at the end of the gig, this, this was like a really cool gig because it was us and Witch Mountain, which was uh, was awesome. But so at the end of the gig, we're going to load out, and uh, there's like an awning in front of the club, and so we're we're starting to load out, and so apparently there's this old old lady that lived up above the club, and she would just she hated that there was a, you know bands playing late. Down below her it was really loud i guess so so this particular night she decided that she'd had enough and so she started throwing glass jars full of paint and paint thinner out her window down at us as we're, we're trying to load our gear and uh, so it's like you know jars of paint shattering on the ground and, and uh you know i remember tim got like a shard of glass in his leg and it was crazy so we're like we're you know running Trying to load as quickly as we can and get out of here without getting hit with a, with a you know jar of paint thinner. It, it was crazy. Was that like and,
0: the middle of the show?
1: No, this was at the end of the show, at the end of the night. So it was like you know two in the morning or something. when we We're loading out, you know, and all tired. We the had a little any, bit to drink.
0: Did you guys lose any equipment on that?
1: <laughs> no, no, fortunately. But but what's you know my road case for my guitar still has like like paint on it from from that from, from you know an exploding jar of paint that landed right next to it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it, it all worked out fine, but yeah, she's like, you know, screaming at us in French and, you know, it was crazy.
0: <laughs> well, why the hell she lives over a, a club, you know, that yeah, I, know. Sense?
1: I know. I mean, I've heard that club has, has been shut down, so it's no longer the thing, but but I'm, I know that people in Paris probably know exactly what I'm talking about, so.
0: Yeah, but she's had something to do with it's clothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know you guys have trouble around the world already. Which countries I guess guys have ever played?
1: Uh, we've been to Europe a, a number of times, all over Europe, you know, the usual. France, Germany, Switzerland, Spain, uh, uh, Norway, Denmark, UK, Poland. And then we went to Australia, like I said, last year, Australia, New Zealand, which was the first time I'd ever been there, which was, it was amazing. And then of course, you know, in the United States, we played Canada. We've never been to South America though. Hopefully, that yeah,
0: happens. we missed that. But hopefully, we'll have soon after Corona.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, how was that to going to New Zealand? Did they have like a stoner rock scene or never heard yeah. of any band there?
1: Yeah, they they definitely do. Yeah, it was we did uh, we played in Auckland and uh, Wellington, and both gigs were great. And it's you know they definitely have a scene there. And there's uh, a Valhalla booking, which he did the book the booking for us. He brings the bands down down there and. You know, does a really good job of promoting the shows and getting crowds out, and, and uh it's great.
0: Uh, I remember starting the, the, the art from the New Zealand with, like, kiwi, the bird. Um Do you guys have someone specifically that do the arts for you, or do there are many artists? Because does seem to have a pattern, you know.
1: Well, we've worked with a number of different artists. That it, all of all of artists that we've worked with are great, and, uh, like, David Paul Seymour did the artwork for uh midnight like Cometh and also the live album he's done a few t-shirt designs for us his his artwork is amazing and you know if you've seen a lot of his art out around there and also you know alexander von veding from from germany he, he did the first three four no five album covers he did a bunch of work bunch of stuff for us and he's great and you know we just we like to kind of change the flavor up every now and then so it things that are a little, little little bit different so we're we're not sure who's doing the artwork for the next one but we've got i've got something in mind but we're not we haven't fully decided yet but we like to use the work with various different people you know and we've had various people like stephen yoyada did some great t-shirt designs for us in the last uh australian Poet tour poster and you know his work is amazing too so
0: cool uh, yeah. um all right but that's it do you want to Send a message to people that will be watching that in quarantine. has been waiting news for Wolfat for a long time, but since it's out, stop it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, stay, wear your masks, people.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, the right way. Yeah,
1: and be, be be positive, and we'll get through this, and and hopefully we'll have a fat record to look forward to on, on the other side. So,
0: can they expect any kind of live or something popping up from Wolfat during quarantine?
1: Uh, actually i don't know you know uh zach mentioned that the other day so we're we are thinking about doing that like because you know we rehearse at the studio so it would be a good good place for that so we might actually do that yeah it's very possible
0: yeah that exciting looking forward for that man thanks a lot for your time pretty honored that you accepted this i'm coming back with the channel right now um planning on invite some other stoner rock bands in the future so thanks very much for for being here I'm a big fan yeah of the full fan.
1: cool thank you my pleasure thanks for asking me